Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Housing Wire podcast. My name is Jacob Gaffney. I'm the editor-in-chief. We are launching a weekly news podcast service, and we are proud to name our sponsor as Blend. Blend is a digital mortgage platform that streamlines the loan process with efficient, secure, and transparent customer service. Blend powers both industry-leading teams, some of the nation's largest lenders with over $1 billion in loans processed daily. For more information, please visit our sponsor, Blend, at blend.com. But right now, we're going to talk about the major stories this week on housingwire.com. I have an excellent guest, uh, an expert in the mortgage lending space, a true veteran, Jerry Anderson. Jerry, how are you? Doing great, Jacob. Thank you. Great. So, you follow the news. You talk about interest rates all the time. You guys are big in the digital mortgage lending space. You're big in Fannie Freddie. All of that is impacting the news uh, this week, and we are going to get your opinion on it to help us out. So I've got a couple of questions for you, and uh, when you're ready to begin, I'm, I'm ready to hear what you have to say. Great. Uh, first, give you a little bit of my background. Uh, I've been with Alliant Credit Union for 16 years now. I oversee the residential lending group, which includes our first mortgage and our home equity products. I'm the vice president of that group. I've been in mortgage lending over 30 years. Uh, Alliant, as a credit union, we're a top 10 credit union as far as asset size across the country. Uh, we're based in Chicago, but we have members across the country. So on the mortgage side, we pretty much lend uh, across the country. So I have mm-hmm. exposure to various markets, uh, various uh, nuances in, in certain markets uh, obviously deal with jumbos in California and, and small loans, smaller loans in Chicago area that way too. Uh, Alliance is pretty much a, a digital lender, so mm-hmm. most of our applications come in online, and um, you know, we we pride ourselves on our on our above market dividends and our loan loan rates and our great member service. Well, I do want to talk about um, you know the, the mortgages you do a bit more, and uh, and and there's a recent really really interesting Urban Institute report that says it's you know easier now to get a government backed mortgage for ten years, uh, for the last you know since the recession. But the big thing, the huge thing on HousingWire.com right now uh, is Keller Williams launched into its own kind of iBuyer market, and you know iBuying is nothing new, but it is getting a, a bigger bigger you know, look from people in the mortgage lending industry because it is, you know, it is it is helped along by the advent of digital and tech prowess. And I know you guys uh, are working on digital mortgages and that sort of thing. Everyone is. Tell us a little bit about how you are becoming a digital first lender. We uh, we're we're gradually uh, growing into it. Uh, we have a, a a digital application that we use. So the, it, it can be taken, applications can be taken over the phone, online, uh, and then we have a very thorough conversation with that member, uh, mm-hmm. especially a first-time home buyer. They, they really, they can apply online, but they really need that, that hand-holding, someone to ask their questions, uh, someone to answer their questions, someone to, to walk them through the process, what happens next. So it's really a, a combination of, of digital along with that, that personal service and and, and it can be over the phone. It doesn't necessarily need to be face-to-face. I think as far as the, the Keller Williams, uh, kind of like the, the, the Quicken piece and, and covering mm-hmm. all sides of the market, um, with the technology out there, I, I see that that's going to continue to become uh, more frequent. Um, as a credit union, we obviously don't have a realtor, so we don't have that piece of it. But we actually do have what we call a land rewards, the land home rewards, which, which if a if a a member uh, mm-hmm. 
uses uh, signs up for for using one of our our preferred realtors they are actually able to work with that realtor and and get a rebate back on their application um, excuse me after after the application right so the so we're we're somewhat playing in that space but not uh, obviously not purchasing the home not listing the home but really teaming up with those realtor groups and uh you know i think that that's one of the ways in which it's it's you know it's important to note how you keep that human element involved i think that's a lot i know our readers uh they don't fully understand the i buyer movement a lot of them they don't see how the transaction could take the real estate agent out of it uh i don't see the real estate agent ever going away i see them you know as being a part of the process a part of the transaction especially now and you know believe it or not it's actually a pretty fairly decent time to, to buy your first home or even refinance. So, you know, and people are searching, they're searching our site. Uh, our, our other popular story, the third most popular post just today was the Urban Institute research that found that government-backed mortgages are now easier to get than they've been at any time during, you know, this is post-recession, obviously. We're not back to those those levels of, <laughs> of ease of mortgage lending. And uh, and I don't think we'll ever, I'll ever, we'll ever get there, but you guys are big in the Fannie Freddie space. So what do you feel? Do you feel like the credit box is opening up and that you're able to offer, you know, a great, a great value? What's it like for you? I'll tell you what we're seeing is we are seeing higher debt to income ratios that are being approved. And I think a a portion of that is we're we're actually seeing credit scores increase as well. So I think with the, you you take a look, look at a risk uh, risk profile of a borrower. It's what's your down payment? uh, What's your credit? and and what's your DTI. So if you look at those three basic pieces, um, you know, the, the, the and, and credit scores are increasing across membership or across uh, homeowners out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see more and more DTIs being approved in the mid to upper 40s. Okay. And I think that, you know, the the big difference, right, about what's different today than 10 years ago is the, the, the way in which we can quantify and qualify borrowers is much stronger. It's much more robust. And, uh, you know, I think that the, the ability to repay and some of the regulations, um, although we did have another popular story about the CFPB as kind of becoming less of an enforcer and more of a regulator. But, uh, but, you know, I do think that we're seeing some really strong movement towards a, a solid mortgage lending space. So don't believe those headlines. I mean, I don't know if you do, Jerry. We don't write them ourselves at HousingWire, but I have seen, you know, uh, sound familiar, a return to subprime question mark type headline. And, uh, and, I, and I, take, uh, I take pause with that. But one thing that is kind of surprising to me is that interest rates are still pretty low. You know, uh, Black Knight put out its other report, again, very popular story, uh, that the recent interest rate drop uh, led to a flood of mortgage prepayments in March. We see refinancing, um, you know, people taking advantage of that uh, and lower interest rates are certainly not hurting the first time home buyer. What's your take on, on interest rates? You must talk about it all the time. Uh, we do. So internally, we not only sell the Fannie Freddie, but we also have a, a portfolio product. So the obviously, what's that interest rate in the portfolio? As if the interest rate's too high, it's it's going to be prepaid. The the uh, the CPR has increased dramatically since Q4. Although in Q4, it it was the lowest that 
that I think I've seen it probably in the last 10 years. So it had a ways to go up. Uh, obviously, the, the, the rates moving down, uh, refinancing becoming back in vogue, uh, really made sense uh, you know, once we turned the corner in, into 2019. Mm-hmm. And so do you, uh, do you guys see interest rates really impacting your mortgage lending going, going further, or, or do you see it as kind of a non-starter? I've seen arguments on both sides of that. Uh, you know, there, there, there are some who say that the Fed will want to raise interest rates so they can reduce them further should we run into another economic slowdown. And there are other economists who say that, uh, look, unless we're pushing the 6% limit, the interest rates aren't really going to have a, a, a large impact. People will still want to buy homes. Do you, do you have a similar opinion or, uh, or are you somewhere in between? Well, it's, I, I look at all of those predictions, uh, kind of like what's the weather going to be tomorrow. So I, I understand that uh, you know, it, it may rain or rates may go up. Uh, the Fed may move. We're, we're actually anticipating that the Fed remain flat this year, uh, maybe, maybe an uptake later in the year. But so we're we're taking a look at this as a, as a great time to be a mortgage lender. You have you have employment. You have lots of people with jobs. You have uh, you've you've seen some uh, some stabilization in, in some of the markets where houses aren't just continually running up, uh, values running up. Uh, so more home buyers are now getting back into the market. But I'll mm-hmm. tell you, one of the biggest impacts we've seen, and, and I actually thought we would see more cash out refis. We really haven't. <laughs> which was somewhat of a surprise. But what we have seen is an increase in our home equity value. So I think once that announcement came out with, with the, the Fed basically saying, we're going to try to keep interest rates flat for the balance of the year, home equity rates based on prime, it, it added a little bit stability into that market that had seen a 2.5% increase over the last 18 months, 24 months. So we're seeing that you can get a home equity today that uh, we offer them as low as a three quarters below prime for, for the highest credit. And that's a very popular rate, very, very strong rate, mm-hmm. uh, especially if the Fed comes out and says, oh, we don't think we're going to do anything for a while. Put that on top of I might have a 4% or 3.75 first. I sure don't want to touch that. And what do you think's behind that underlying trend? Because that's kind of, you know, that's kind of surprising to me. Do you have any more insight on kind of borrower behavior? Well, I'll tell you what we're seeing is, is we are seeing the home equity line of credit versus the home equity fixed. Um, so I, we're, we're also seeing uh, borrowers that are, uh, and keep in mind, the, the major tax law change regarding that home equity product, too, coming in yeah, last that's year. True. That's true. But, yeah. but we, do, we do see still that a majority of our applications are for home improvement. And, and home improvement being carved out with that tax change, I think, is a, a it keeps it, um, you know, it, it, it keeps that product very viable for a consumer. And do you see, um, do you see your, and I want to just switch back because uh, to, to kind of the beginning of our conversation. So indulge me for a moment, but how important is the, the evolution of your, of your digital services to keeping your members happy? So it it has to be balanced. It has to be uh, all the all the technology can't just be for internal efficiencies, um, although that's a piece of it. So we have to take a look at how does the borrower want to apply? Who does the borrower want to talk to? Um, what what is going on? What are their expectations? And I think uh, you know the younger borrowers have 
have higher expectations than, than some of our existing members, some of our older members that, uh, that, that may just want to call in and, and they're used to talking to, to Tom. So I'm going to talk to Tom this, again this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really trying to keep that, that, that personal touch, really walking people through, giving them the information that they need, um, not, not expecting them to know everything, but really feeling out and, and what information do you need? How can we help you with this transaction? And then take the technology from there. We already have all your information. You just applied for, it took you 10 minutes to apply. Uh, we have all that information. Now let's start using some of the technology. Let's go out and, and I don't need to see your pay subs W-2s. Um, I still may need to see your tax returns and there's, you know, that's eventually someday we'll, we'll be able to get around that piece too. Um, so what what exactly what efficiencies can we have now with with some of the appraisal waivers that are out there with Fannie Freddie? It mm-hmm. makes that process even a little bit quicker and easier. So, it, but it's also explaining that to our members, to our borrowers, that it's different this time than when you applied. If if you applied, especially if you applied 15 years ago, it's totally different. But even if you applied five six years ago, we are probably requesting less information than five or six years ago. So. You, know, you had talked about how easy it is on the Fannie Freddie side, maybe to get a mortgage. I don't know that it's easier, but I think uh, some of those risk factors uh, have are, and, and, and the layering of that risk makes it seem easier. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I mean, I think it, I totally agree with you that it is it is going to be key, and it is it's true. It's it's not just what the mortgage lender is doing, but it's also the mortgage securitizer like Fannie and Freddie, who is getting into increasing the use of tech into its, uh, into its process. And uh, we recently saw an article published in the AOC register, I believe, where uh, uh, the author was claiming that Fannie Mae was going to start using real estate agents as appraisers. And when we, and when we, called Fannie Mae about it, you know, they were like, no, that's definitely uh, not the case. So, um, you know, I, but I, but I tell you their, their validation is, is huge for the market. So, so for example, uh, just right before this call, I I met with one of our internal risk committees to talk about a third party vendor and Mm -hmm. Freddie Mac sign off on that vendor is Freddie Mac already allows this vendor. Uh, Obviously we still need to do our full due diligence, but that's a that's a nice stamp on there saying that it's not only Alliant who's looking at this vendor, but mm-hmm. Freddie Mac is is has already engaged and is already uh, working with this vendor. So that 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 forwardness, that, that forward thinking, those uh, bringing all of those those tech companies of the fintech into the into their loop is, is a tremendous help for me because I I look at these one by one and. And what's my next tech that I'm going to start adding? And then let's begin doing that. But it 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 kind of helps me prioritize, and mm-hmm. and also adds a lot of validation to to uh, where that market is moving. And you know, we at Housing Wire have often kicked around the idea of launching a fintech platform, a platform that just covers uh, movements in fintech. Because I agree with you, where the the government goes in mortgages, you know, the rest of us do tend to follow uh, naturally, and it's going to be that way for a while. Uh, I, I believe you do have an excellent point there in terms of, you know, having the vote of confidence coming from the different sort of GSEs and, uh, and other forms as well. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great conversation with uh, Jerry Anderson. Um, Jerry, I don't want to keep you too much longer, uh, but I do want to talk to you again. Do you think you'd come back on the show? Oh, I'd love to. 
Excellent. Yeah, it was it was great. My name is Jacob Gaffney. I'm the editor in chief of Housing Wire. I'm joined with Jerry. Thank you so much for your insight, Jerry. Thank you, Jacob.